I'm Dr. Tracy Marks, board-certified psychiatrist, and I believe mental health does not have to be a mystery. So I create educational videos on mental health issues and self-improvement. Learn more at markspsychiatry.com and visit my YouTube channel by simply searching Tracy Marks on YouTube. Now to today's topic. How do you know if you have borderline personality disorder versus depression? That's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm also going to give you some techniques to regulate your emotions. This is based on a viewer question from I Hayden Designs, and I'm going to read excerpts of the question. I'd love to see a video about the differences between depression and BPD. I feel they get mixed up so often, and I haven't come across a video or an article where it's explained or talked about. I'm currently undergoing assessments for rediagnosis, but feel not only would I benefit, but so many other people. Thank you, I Hayden Designs. The short answer to this question is you can have both disorders at the same time. Borderline personality disorder is part of your makeup that's always present. With borderline personality disorder, you get an unstable mood that can go up and down. And with the ups and downs, they can be very dramatic. So it's more about a dramatic expression of your emotions rather than the experience of a depressive episode that lasts for two weeks. With borderline personality disorder, your mood or emotions can fluctuate quickly within hours or even minutes. And if you become very upset and even tearful or feel like you want to self-harm, it doesn't have to mean you're depressed. Upset is not the same as depression. Depression is much more than a low mood. You get changes in your energy level, your ability to sleep, your appetite, and your thinking process can even change when you're in a depressed state. Now, you may say, I have borderline personality disorder, and I can feel all of those things you just said. Well, yes, you can have borderline personality disorder and depression on top of it. But what this will look like is you will go through a period of depression that lasts at least two weeks. And once that resolves, you still can have these dramatic expressions of emotion that are more transient. In other words, the highs and lows can just come and go, either triggered by something or without an identifiable trigger. The main treatment for borderline personality disorder is dialectical behavior therapy, or DBT. Since borderline personality disorder greatly impacts your emotions and your relationships, DBT is mostly about teaching you skills to manage your emotions and your relationships. There are four modalities to DBT. There's mindfulness, interpersonal effectiveness, distress tolerance, and emotion regulation. The full DBT program is best learned in a therapy environment, and usually it's a combination of individual sessions and group sessions. However, there are some self-help resources that can get you started if you don't have access to a DBT therapy program. And I've included two self-help books in the description. DBT uses many ways to develop coping skills, and two techniques for regulating emotions are checking the facts and accumulating positive experiences that you can fall back on to counter your negative emotions. Let's look at checking the facts. When something happens that causes you to have an unpleasant emotion like frustration, upset, or anger, you can review the facts of the situation to see if you overreacted to this. 
Ask yourself these questions. What event triggered your emotion? What assumptions did you make about the situation? Or how did you interpret the situation? Did the intensity of your emotions match the facts of the situation? Or did your emotions match the assumptions you made about the situation? Here's an example. Your partner has spent the whole weekend inside the house and says, I feel like I need some fresh air. I need to go outside and do something. I think I'm going to go to the gym. You wanted to cuddle on the couch and watch a movie, but you never told him this. This was just something you were thinking about in your head. So when he tells you that he wants to go to the gym, you say, I can't believe you don't want to spend time with me. Are you saying you're sick of me because you've been with me all weekend? Your partner says, I just want to get some exercise and go outside. You're not my mom. I'm tired of you getting mad at me whenever I try to do something without you. The argument continues and you end up with your partner leaving the house angry and you feel rejected and hurt. Now let's check the facts of this interaction. Your partner says he wants to go to the gym because he's been inactive all weekend. You assumed your partner wants to leave because he's sick of you. You made wrong assumptions about what your partner was thinking. He didn't say that he was sick of you. He said that he was sick of being in the house. You felt intensely hurt and rejected from him wanting to leave the house. That reaction doesn't match the fact that he said he wanted to get some exercise. So your reaction came from a wrong assumption rather than reacting to what he actually said. You read his mind, but you read it wrong. With borderline personality disorder, you tend to fear abandonment from people, and that fear can make you misinterpret people's actions and see their actions as threatening to you. So this exercise analyzes your emotions in a way that help you react differently in the future. You want to write down this process of checking the facts and keep a journal of this so that you can go back and look at these examples. If you try to keep this all in your head, you're going to forget the specifics because your mind is very good at selectively leaving out the details that expose your negative assumptions. Let me repeat that. Your mind is not going to want to remember how you messed this up. So you're going to have to write it down at the time that it happens so you can remind yourself of actually how it played out. Another technique is accumulating positive experiences. It's only natural to pay more attention to the negative things than the positive things. If a group of people gave you five compliments and one person criticizes you, what comment do you think you're more likely to remember? If you notice that you seem to be very focused on negative experiences, turn your attention to something positive that you experienced that day. This is different from simply thinking positively about butterflies and ponies. You want to draw from a positive experience and reflect on how that thing made you feel. To make sure that you have something to reflect on, you need to build into your day one small positive experience. You can do more than that, but you want to at least fit in one positive activity that will allow you to, to divert your attention to that experience rather than ruminating over your negative experiences. And it doesn't have to be something huge. Here are some examples of some positive experiences that you can fit into your day. Watching a fun movie with or without your partner. Trying a new hobby. Going for a walk in the sunshine. Visiting a friend. Having an unrushed meal where you 
reflect on and enjoy everything that you're eating. This would be in contrast to multitasking while you're eating. Thanks for listening. If you have any feedback, questions, or would like to submit ideas for shows, check out our website at Ars Longa Media, and that's A-R-S-L-O-N-G-A dot media, or send an email to info at arslonga.media. This podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended for medical advice. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis.